So now in this uh, next uh, paragraph, uh, Tzadi test. This is number five of the uh, of the uh, uh, prakim of Tilling that we say as part of Kabbalah Shabbos. So here, the introduction to this one, and this is the last one in the sequence, because the next one, which we say, which is uh, the sixth one, which corresponds to the sixth day of creation, that's going to be Peret Chaf test. So that's in a completely different section of Tehillim. So, but of this sequence, this is the, the, the last one, also having to do with HaKadosh Baruch Hu being the, uh, the Melech, and here, the introduction, which they, they, which they say regarding this, before I even pull it up on the screen, is Mizmor Zeh, the upcoming Perak of Telem. Amru Moshe Rabbeinu bin was said by Moshe Rabbeinu as a prophecy. Al Mochemes Gog Umagog. At the time of the war of Gog Umagog, Kasher Ha'amim Yavol Mocham Al Yushalayim. When the nations of the world, I don't know if it means all the nations or numerous nations, but they're going to come to do battle, uh, against Yerushalayim, on Yerushalayim. That's going to be their focus. Maybe that just means the, the, the state of Israel whose capital is in Yerushalayim. Because at that time, the nations are going to tremble and the earth is going to be moved. And as HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself as the king of all of Kla Yisrael. So he says that um, now he points out, and this is something the Radak says, that if you look at, there's a, he makes a contrast between the beginning of Perak Sadi Zion, 97, and Sadi Tess. Both of those prakim, if you look it up in the Siddur, so both of them begin with the words Hashem Malach, that Hashem is the king, but what happens after Hashem reveals himself as the king is in Perak Sadi Zion, it says, Tagel Haaretz, when Hashem reveals himself as a king, the earth will rejoice. And in this parak, which we're about to see when I pull it up on the screen, it says, Hashem Malach Yirgizu Amin. That when Hashem reveals himself as the king, the world is going to tremble. So how could it be that one time Hashem reveals himself as king and everybody rejoices, and another time Hashem reveals himself as the king and the world trembles, meaning in fear? So are we rejoicing or is there fear? Which, which is going to be the response? So, as you know from Shul, is it this or this? The answer is yes. Shneim emes. Both of them are true. Kibetchila, initially, be'esma palas, gogu magog. When gogu magog first experienced their downfall, yirgizu amim v'tanu ta'aretz. That's what our parak is talking about, that there's going to be the trembling, and there's going, the world is going to move. Achakach, but afterwards, once the defeat is final, and it's evident, then everybody is going to rejoice. And the earth is not going to move. There also it says, uh, um, somewhere in there it says, that it's, it's not going to, uh, to move. I can't define it. Um, yeah. So we say, like we mentioned at the, at the end of the previous prayer, because they're going to reach that point where there won't be war anymore in the world. And that's going to be the cause of what we said, that the world is going to, uh, the world is going to uh, rejoice. Okay, so let's see how exactly this now um, unfolds. Okay. So we begin, as we said, Hashem Malach, 
that Hashem, when he de- uh, demonstrates, when he reveals himself as the king, so the, the people will tremble, the nations will tremble. Yoshev Kruvim Tanut And he is enthroned upon the Kruvim. We'll see the significance of that Kruvim. Usually is a, a certain category, a certain class of angels. Tanut the earth will be moved. So right now, this is a tittering. This is a shaking of the world in, in fear, being grasped by fear. The, the, the Ibn Ezra says that the Amim, the people or the nations which are mentioned at the beginning of the Pasuk, that is referring to Rishayim, not just Stam nations, but specifically Rishayim. And we say that the world, that, um, right. And then the, the, uh, we, we have the contrast between Hashem being the king over here versus in Perak Tzadi, uh, Tzadi Zayim. So on this, the Malbim says, is he introduces this uh, this this topic. He says, "Hine says, behold, uh, that upon the revelation of Akash Baruch Hu on his throne as the uh, the king of the universe, so this is going to lead the nations to tremble. So as Hashem reveals his malchus, so the nations are going to tremble." And when he sits upon the Kruvim, or he sits really higher than the Kruvim, so this is going to cause the earth to shake. What's the difference between the, the, the trembling versus the shaking? So explains the Malbim, Kibitzada Rishon, that the first part of the Pasuk, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself, Batsiyor Hashem Kemelch Yosheh B'Shamayim. The imagery that David HaMelech is creating for us over here is Hashem who is sitting there as the king in the heavens. So he's not yet interacting with us down here. Right now, he's still in the heavens. He is leading the world through the laws of nature and all that. And as a result of that, so his heaven, his throne, sorry, is still in the heavens. So there's there's a trembling of a fear of that, but it's something which is happening as a result of what's going on elsewhere. It's not something which is being experienced personally where we are. That's what it used to be. But with this revelation, so Yitzar ki Yoshev Ba'aretz, the Shochen Alakruvim. So now what we have is HaKash Baruch Hu is now interacting or he's in charge of what's happening here on earth, where we are here on earth. And as he dwells on the Kruvim, what's the, what's the point of this idea of dwelling on the Kruvim? Shutzir al Hanhaga Hanisayit. This is the imagery, this is language which indicates a miracles which are taking place, which are performed by the angels whose job it is to serve God and to do His will. So they're going to be the ones who are carrying this out, the message into this world. They're the ones who take God's will from Shemaim and have it manifest down here on earth. And the angels are going to carry out this will so we know that we're told by uh, by the Nevi'im that they have wings. Shizet Siyor HaKruvim, which is indicative of the Kruvim. Kruvim, one of the primary char- characteristics of the Kruvim, is their wings. And when we see how Hashem's will is carried out by the angels here on earth, Tanut Aretz. So that's why the earth is now going to shake. Mecharada Samecha Gadol HaShochem as we now experience and we're now aware 
of the great king who dwells here on earth as well. So that's going to be the cause of this trembling and this uh, this shaking. Then the pasuk continues. The next pasuk says, "Sorry, Hashem b'Tzion Gadol, that Hashem is going to be great in Zion, the Ramhu, and He is high. I'll call Amim above all of the uh, above all of the nations. That the, the uh, when Hakadosh Baruch Hu goes at it, exercises judgment against the nations who are the Rishayim." So this is where there's, we're going to see the greatness of God, and that's going to be manifest specifically in Zion, in Yerushalayim itself. So like we talked about, that this, the perception that the, uh, that the victory of, against Gogu Magog is going to be something which is experienced in Yerushalayim. So that's why Zion specifically is going to be the place where we're going to see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is exalted above all of the other nations. Explains the Malbim. Now he says, also, as he structures the whole uh, capital over here, the whole uh, parak over here, he now divides it up and gives us the, uh, the, the structure which we need to keep in mind. So now what David Amalek is going to do is, he's going to describe three different levels of perception and the difference between them. And the idea is that... In, we're, we're sort of foreshadowing what we haven't seen yet in the Pesukim, what we meaning we haven't seen at this uh, in this sitting, the Pesukim. But he says, the first thing is, the first thing is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to appear great in Zion. And when that happens, Yodu Shimcha. So this is part of this Pasuk. This is going to be where we're going to give praise to Hashem. Uh, sorry, this is the next Pasuk. We're going to give praise to his name. And then in the following passage, when we say that Hashem is the mighty king who loves justice, us, what that leads to, what that revelation leads to is that we're going to exalt Hashem, our God, and we're going to bow by his footstool. And then the third level is and when Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel call out to God, us, what that is going to lead to is it's going to be exalting Hashem our God, and we're going to bow to his holy uh to his his holy mountain. So these different things. So the whole parak is going to now lay out for us three different levels of revelation and the different songs or the different responses which are going to be expressed as these three different levels of revelation occur. Choshev Shalosh Madregos. There are three different levels which are being described over here. And that is that Be'ez Hashem Be'tzion, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in Tzion, God Ram Hu Akol Ha'amim. So this is going to be the next Pasuk. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be seen as great and elevated above all of the other nations. Be'ez Hevdel Ben Gadol Uben Ram. And there's a difference between the term Gadol, great, and Ram, which we would translate as, I guess, exalted. What's the difference between Gadol and Ram? Both of them are describing some element of greatness to it. So he says, so the Malbim explains, HaGadol So Gadol is the, um, the, um, uh, the quantity, the amount of revelation, which is going to be sent into our world, Milamala from above down here. 
Kamo, and this is something which it's going to extend. I should say it that way. This is something where the revelation is going to extend from Shemaim all the way down to earth. So it's going to be like one pillar of revelation. Keep in mind that idea of the pillar of revelation. Kamo Amud and this is like it's so the Dishmaya, because this is in Yaakov's dream in this week's parsha that the the sulam is mutzav arza verosha magia shamaima. So the um, album is is drawing on that phrase, but that's going to be this revelation, which I guess uh, begins with Sion, but is going to extend all the way up. And therefore, being that it's going to be one pillar which rises up from earth here all the way to Shemayim, what that is going to allow for is. So each person is going to be able to perceive different levels of that revelation based on their greatness. Meaning, if you have a midget, so what's a midget going to see? So a midget standing next to the, uh, the, the, uh, the Statue of Liberty. So what are they going to see? They'll see the statue's toes. What are they going to see other than the, uh, the toes? Which is already, which is all the way at the bottom of the pillar, the Hanak and the giant So they're going to see the middle of it because if you're 20 feet high, you're 50 feet high. So you're going to see the middle of the Statue of Liberty. And in this uh, imagery, so this is how we're going to see Hashem in Sion. So Sion is going to be the focal point, and everybody's going to have a revelation of God, which is emanating from Sion, but smaller people will see only lower levels of revelation, whereas greater people are going to see much higher levels of revelation. That each person is going to see for themselves whatever it is that they're going to be able to capture, whether it's a small slice of Hashem's revelation or whether it's going to be a large slice of Hashem's revelation, but it's going to be different for everybody. And this is something which is going to be true by all the members of Klai Yisrael, uh, regardless of how big they are. So that's going to be the focus on the term Gogol, where we said that um, uh, where the, in the next passage we were going to say Godo Venora Kadoshu. So Godo is one thing, but Aval Hadava Haram. But we talk about something which is elevated, something which is exalted. This is something which we could see from a distance. It's far off in the distance, but it's not something which is in front of us. Meaning, for example, Kamo Kochav like a star, like the stars in the heavens. So what, what's the perception that everybody has of stars in heaven? So nobody could actually grasp, if you, we, we thought about the enormity, if we think about the enormity of a star, so we can't really grasp the size of what that is. It's something which we can't really get a full sense of what the, what the, the, uh, the, the nature and the character of a star is. It's something which is too distant and too, uh, too foreign to be able to grasp. So he says, explains, That's going to be what the nations of the world are going to experience when Hashem reveals themse- when Hashem reveals Himself and His salvation and the redemption. That they're going to be aware that it's some distant force which is out there, like a star, and they may know that there's greatness to that, and it's it's huge and it's enormous and it's awesome and it's powerful and it's all of that. 
But for the nations of the world, it's going to be something which is so far away, all they can see is a small little glimmer of what it is. Shomrim, and they're going to say, due to their distance, so Shehu built the Musa cloud. From their perspective, God, you cannot grasp God. He's beyond comprehension uh, altogether. And the She'eno Mashkiach Klau Ba'olam HaShafel, and there, from their perspective, God is so far away that he cannot possibly be attentive to what's happening in this lower world, what we call Earth. Now, Pizeh Yomar, and as a result of that, they're going to say, Hashem Ram Amim, when they, they're going, that's why we say that Hashem is exalted above all of the nations, because that's how they're going to see him. They're going to see him as exalted, meaning far and distant away. They recognize his power, but it's too far to have any influence. And that's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu subjects the nations of the world to nature, that they're going to be, uh, their, their, their experiences in this world is going to be subject to the laws of nature and the laws of science. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to interact with them, does not interact with them on a personal level at all. So they don't have this personal experience of God in their lives, or God's presence in this world. So all they see is this distant God who's far away, who may be very powerful, but it's irrelevant because nobody is able to walk around on this earth by the light of a star. The light of the sun, yes. The reflection of the sun off of the moon, that could provide enough illumination to be significant for us. But those distant stars which we see, they don't provide any, they don't provide any meaningful light whatsoever. So we're aware of them and their power but they're meaningless as far as my life is concerned. And that's how the nations are going to see God. Rakshu he's relevant and he has influence and power over there in Sion. So they're going to recognize Hashem's interaction with the Jewish people and how with, with the Jewish people he has a close and personal relationship. But with, for us, Shisham Humashkiach, Umoshel Mamshorav. And it's only over there that he oversees things and he has dominion in this grand and very personal way. But for their experience, God is just a distant entity which has no meaning and no impact on them and them whatsoever. And then we will see now much of what is going to we'll read in the actual psukkah now as it unfolds. So the Malbim has already introduced us uh, to this, but for the rest of it, we have to wait until uh, next week in order to uh, to get the rest of this uh, this uh, parak. And so 